This is the best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the best of today's Sports Channel 8, the radio show. Full moon on the 1st, full moon on the 31st. Two blue, two full moons blue in a month. Moon. There we go. We'll, we'll have to go Greece. All, all blue moons. Didn't they sing that in Greece? They do. I think the, the band is singing it at one point. But I don't. I wouldn't say it's famous from Greece. And it's not like... What's it famous from? Um, I think it's just a, 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 a like a doo-wop song. Blue moon, blue, blue, blue oh, moon. Oh, Elvis sung it. Well, yeah, he, yeah, but he, it's not famous for him. Blue moon is like a... It's a doo-wop song. Doo-wop? Yeah. I used to have a whole box set called the Doo-Wop Box. Doo-Wop is made up. No! Absolutely not! Like, it may as well just... Cox, get, find me Blue Moon, the Doo-Wop version, and you'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. No, I just think, like, Doo-Wop is kind of, like, moon, blue moon. made up. No, it's not! It's a very defined style of music. It's, like, almost acapella... But it's it's the guys that are singing like boom ba boom ba boom ba doom. There we go. Yes, we have a blue moon this month. I think Neil Young has a Harvest Moon song we could. All right, doo wop stinks. Doo wop does not stink. I would listen to covers in doo wop though. You would like bluegrass covers of doo wop songs. Desposito and doo-wop. I can just, I can't even do, do it. <laughs> well, I, if the problem is we th- we talk about these things on air and then I have to like shut everything out. I could do a doo-wop Desposito. Desposito. Again, it's like kind of acapella-ish, barbershop quartet are we? What are we talking about? What, We're talking are, about moons. Yeah, that's right. I brought up the Harvest Moon tonight. There we go. Um, because clearly you didn't look at the document no. and see that full moons are coming up later in the show. We'll hit that with Abby Labar. Chip Patterson will join us later in the show to talk uh, college football. Also, I was, I shouldn't admit this yesterday, but I was thinking of this as the theme song was playing. If you are familiar with the show, you know that we always start the show with a banger because Super Chunk wrote our theme song for us. That sure. is an original song, the Sports Channel theme song. Everything after the theme song could be downhill, as this segment is clearly proven. It's not. It's not, because we are the show that is entering the fourth quarter. Because we're in the fourth quarter of 2020 today. All right. We're the show that's entering the fourth quarter. Yes. October 1st. We have three months left. We're in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. We we got four. Put your your fours up for 2020. You can't see us, but we got the fours up. Fours up. Uh, But... I was doing my taxes yesterday. Yes, I do my 2019 taxes in the fourth quarter of 2020. Did you pay $750? We're not going there. I, I'm going to owe more than that. Yes, I will definitely pay more See, than that. So you're doing TurboTax wrong then if you owe more than that. Once that number gets to red, no, you, you go back and edit. I you mean, go back and erase what you just did. <laughs> TurboTax is so much fun. You just start putting numbers in there. You're like, wait a minute, I don't like this. Wait, Or on the other end, you're like, I mean, if I click submit, how long will it take them to find out? <laughs> Josh Goodson, <laughs> copping to tax evasion <laughs> on the air. But no, my whole point, I started this to say, is that I was doing my taxes and I had an expense for a fee paid to Superchunk for the song. Yes, we paid for the licensing for that song. Um, obviously, he cut us a great deal. Mac uh, was very kind to do it. Um, but one of the coolest things I've had, maybe the coolest thing I've ever done on my taxes is list Payment to Superchunk for song licensing for the Sports Channel 8 theme song. So that was that actually made my taxes worthwhile. But no, you make you make it sound so much fun doing TurboTax. TurboTax is fun. I'm about to do that in the future. Shout out to add, my- a, add a kid on there. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just see what no. happens. Do not do this, people. Uh, shout out to my accountant, Foy Beal and Rachel Brown. They get things done for me. That I, I went a long time. I don't know if you're like this. You are probably in a better financial situation now than you ever were. We, I know we've talked about this. When you're in that college, and then you and I both, we didn't have a complete black and white transition from college to out of college, right? No. So we were still sort of living that college lifestyle of like, eh, you know. Paycheck, I mean, paycheck to paycheck, paycheck, to paycheck is paycheck. the easiest way to and, say it. And bills paid when I had the money and just went when I didn't have, even though I knew it was going to cost me more I'm if just, I didn't My pay parents them. might be listening, but like we, we've been joking 
how overdraft is like the best thing in the world. You're like, whoa. Let me let me get this straight. <laughs> I can over. I yeah. can literally take money that I don't I have, have zero, but I can still take. I money can take four hundred dollars. and and it's only going to charge me twenty dollars. Like, that sounds. <laughs> that's a deal. Like the best deal ever. Yes. <laughs> So you and I both had a time in our life where sure. our finances were a bit of a mess. Yeah. And I like every year when I get my taxes back, because I have an accountant do them, they come in this like nice, neat form, like sure. a packet. And I add it to the pile and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am an adult. I have like <laughs> 10 years of properly done taxes to my name, which for some years I did not have done. My one piece of advice on taxes, and again, why are we talking taxes? Because yes. I get an extension every year, and I just have to have them done by October 15th. But I know when October rolls around, it's like, all right, it's go time now. You can't put it off longer. The one thing about taxes, even if you cannot pay them currently, this, this is not advice for our president. This is for for the college kid out there. Send in the form, fill them out, and tell them you can't pay right now. But do not, not, do not, do not do nothing. <laughs> Doing nothing is the worst thing you can do. That's when they really get mad and start coming after you. So send in, tell them you owe money and that you're going to pay it at some point, and then hopefully do. But do not try and ignore the IRS. It's a bad move. Piece of advice. Can we talk about sports? Yeah, maybe. Let's go ahead and talk Seven about minutes in. things that you can talk about at lunch today. Talk about boom, ba, boom, ba, boom. You can talk about doo wop. You can talk about yes. harvest moves. Harvest moves. You can talk about tax taxes. evasion and overdrafting your accounts. Yeah, th- these are all great things for a sports radio show to hit on. This is Sports Channel 8. We should go to break. That's a great first segment. <laughs> Wrap it up. Now, the first thing you can talk about at lunch. Are the NBA Finals over? We're one game in. It's supposed to be a best of seven. Lakers took game one, 116-98. And the classic sports cliche, it wasn't that close. Lakers dominated after. In fact, did you, did you even see part of this game? I know you go to bed a little bit early and the game started at 9. Did you think the Heat had won by the time you went to bed? I've seen – I saw the very beginning and <laughs> I saw where, like, Miami – Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I see the very beginning of things. I go to bed and I usually wake up in time to see the replay on ESPN at, like, 4 or sure. 5, whatever. Oh, my God. So, when I woke up, I went to bed thinking, oh, Heat are up by 10. The Probably rolling. was a close game. Looking good. Or maybe yep. they won. Yep. I turned it on. They were down by 30. <laughs> and I was trying to wrap my brain around. I was like, they were, it's not like they were up 10 to nothing. It was 25 to 15, I think. And I was late in the first like quarter. It was, they had scored a lot of points. They were up by 10. I was like, I, I immediately went to ESPN or uh, to my phone to check. I was like, did some, is Jimmy Butler like dead? Well, is Bam yeah. Adebayo no. not there? Goran Dragic did go out. Let me tell you how it happened. The, the Heat uh, jumped out to a 23-10 lead. Then LeBron went to the bench. They stuck with their rotation, pulled LeBron out, and from there the Lakers went on a 19-3 run. They had runs of the aforementioned 19-3. They had a 25-3 run. They had an 18-3 run. And, yeah, no one died, but Goran Dragic did go out uh, in the second quarter and did not return. His status is questionable. Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle, and I thought it looked nasty. It was one of those where, like, he rolled it, and then when he even when he picked it up off the floor – it was still bent. Like, it didn't look mm-hmm. like it went back straight immediately. And I was like, that's not good. Bam Adebayo went down, uh, tried to run through Dwight Howard. So, uh, uh, several injuries. Adebayo and Butler were back on the court. But uh, but Dragic did not come back. And uh, did or am I wrong? Did Adebayo not come back either, Dennis Cox? I don't think so. No, okay. he did not come back. Oh, so he did not return. Jimmy Butler, I, I thought Jimmy Butler's injury looked the worst in seeing it, and he's the one who stayed out on the court. We'll see what the status of Adebayo and, uh, and Dragic is moving forward. Obviously, if they don't have those two dudes, they're done. Probably if they don't get back either one of those guys, it's going to be uh, a very, very, very uphill battle, uh, and we'll see. Uh, I'm sure BG would like tell you why, like what they did on the court sure. to take the lead back and then build on that and end up winning by 20 points. What I saw this morning, I was like, uh, this actually makes sense. The team with the two best players on the court, yes, is beating the team that doesn't have as many good players as they have, and, and especially and, like, cons- and that matters. And I, th- and, and I think there's a, that's probably as easy as it is. Like yeah. I don't know if there's any more, much more analysis. Needed. Anthony Davis was the best player. Um, you can debate whether or not he or LeBron is the Lakers' bl- best player right now. But Anthony Davis had 34 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, 
was 10 for 10 from the free throw line. The Lakers shot, I believe, 25 for 27 from the free throw line. Uh, and then, yeah, other dudes were hitting threes. Contavious Caldwell Pope hit a couple. Danny Green, my bold prediction for the finals yesterday, Josh Goodson, mm-hmm. was that Danny Green, who has not really had a huge Danny Green game, like you expect him to have one game where he scores like 20 points because he hits a bunch of threes. I was like, he's going to have a five three-pointer game. I believe the Lakers' first shot was a wide-open Danny Green corner three. And he missed it. And I was like, darn it. But he splashed in a couple. He went, I think, three for eight from the three-point line. He could have had five and made me right. But uh, but he did not. So, if Dragic or uh, Adebayo don't play, it's over. If Dra- and Dragic, they're reporting a plantar fascia tear, but I have no idea if that means that Something he can or can't play. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's in okay. your foot. But I have no idea if that means that he will or will not be able to play. But even with them, uh, it looks like... The Lakers flexed with LeBron doing LeBron things and Anthony Davis being one of the best players uh, uh, in the NBA, uh, maybe the best player in the NBA when he's playing like that. Um, Dennis Cox letting me know that likely Dragic will not be able to play if it is truly a plantar fascia tear. Um, next up on things you can talk about at lunch. Take that for data. Was the all-day baseball affair yesterday lots of fun? Did you watch any baseball? I didn't I watched the I saw the very end of the Braves. I, I, I saw on Twitter like it was enough that on Twitter people it was the same stuff like the Cubs and the Marlins were playing I think at the same time. Yep. But the Braves that and Reds had compelling. not scored. Yep. Like they broke a record for the longest postseason game without a score, without a run. So I was like, sure, I'll turn it on. Trevor Bauer struck out twelve dudes. He was making the Braves look silly uh, through like seven and two thirds. I think he pitched the the. The game that I think that the average person in our market would care the most about, Cubs notwithstanding, Marlins took care of the Cubs. People care about the Yankees because they're the Yankees. They had a very compelling game last night, and then a lot of people, obviously, in North Carolina care about the uh, the Braves, and that was a very interesting game, if albeit one with no scoring. But there were a lot of interesting situations where guys were getting out of jams. Um, but, yeah, it felt like – just fall was in the air. Just felt good to have baseball on in the background. And I was doing the same thing. Like, if a game was close, I was tuning in. And Freddie Freeman uh, hit the game-winning, uh, the walk-off hit for the Braves as they uh, they got in. Um, and then the Yankees got down, I think, 4 nothing to the Indians. Mm-hmm. Had a grand slam in the mix. It was almost like two opposite games. The Braves was very compelling because nobody was scoring. And the Yankees and Indians game was compelling because everyone was scoring. Uh, they end up winning 10-9. Uh, only five games today. We talked to Darren Vault yesterday. There was a chance we could have eight games again today right. if some of those series split. But in the AL, the Rays swept. Obviously, people around here care about the Rays, too, because of the affiliation with the Durham Bulls. Do they really? They, I think that's something we, we feel like they do. They, I've never heard or never seen like an upswell in support for the Tampa Rays because the Bulls are their affiliate. All right, here's what I will say. Unlike, like, you know, you and I are fans of the Mudcats and the Wood Ducks. And it is cool when you see, there are, uh, you know, a couple random players like Dansby, Dansby Swanson played for the Mudcats and now he plays for the Braves. So that makes me, it makes it a little more compelling to see that guys. Some there's guys like Glaber Torres who played in the Carolina League. And so now I see him for the Yankees and that's cool. But I do think there's something where, like, the Bulls guys are one step away from being Rays. So, yes, I think it's cool when Blake Snell pitches. I remember going to see Blake Snell p- play for the Bulls, and it makes me slightly more excited about seeing the Rays. Uh, I, I agree with you. It's not They have not converted this area into a bunch of Rays fans. Like, I'm already I'm, – I'm The Braves already, still dominate. I'm but. already going to proactively call BS and be unimpressed if the Rays make a run to the World Series. And for some reason, like – Local news stations start like leading. Oh. Uh, uh, the, our Rays, <laughs> the, they they definitely will, uh, especially one news station. Well, <laughs> the, I, I didn't want to. The parent company of ninety nine nine the fan WRAL and the Durham Bulls. Obviously, they're big fans. I think there are people you can't that, claim it. No, I think there are no, people that become Rays no, fans. There, not I mean, at all. To your point, our good friend Max Gongo. If I see any Rays <laughs> gear, Rays tweets, you're banned. Done. Ryan. All right. To your point. Our good friend Max Gongaware. Huge Bulls fan. Part of the sports. Buy season tickets to the Bulls. Sure. But he's, he added a, a major league team of his own. He pulls for the Pirates. He does not convert to the Rays, even though he goes to 
50 Bulls games Correct. a year. So that's more like what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who would consider themselves Braves fans. Part of the reason I think they're Braves fans is because the Bulls, when I was growing up, the Bulls were a Braves uh, affiliate. Mm. You would see Ron Gant and Jeff Blauser, I believe, both played for the Durham Bulls. I'm almost positive Ron Gant does. But no, nah, if you if I saw a guy pitch, and when he pitched for the Bulls, you're like, yo, he's only here because he's really, really young, and they're starting him out at AAA, and this dude is nasty, and he's going to be good for the Rays. So now that he's their number one pitcher, no, nah, I'm, I'm more into Blake Snell because he was a Durham Bull. The Rays in general, I don't know. I still, I know I say this all the time, Still think the Rays should play a home series in Durham every year, and then they could. Don't you think that would grow fans more? Like I think every big league team should, should try do to that. do something. Well, definitely, if you're the Rays and you're like the least attended team, and the Bulls are the most heavily attended minor league team, I think it'd be the coolest thing ever. And then if you're like an eight year old, and the first major league game you go to is at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park, and it's the Rays, then yes, I think you're going to become a Rays fan. And that's going to carry on. Uh, but, again, only five games today because three of the uh, AL series were a sweep. It's the all four of the NL series, and then the uh, the White Sox and the A's have a deciding game three. I'm watching today. you people. I don't want to see any Rays bandwagon <laughs> just because of the Bulls affiliation. Um, and uh, speaking of the A's, wake up. <laughs> we are a West Coast wake-up show. That's right. It's 10-17 in the East. That means it's 7-17 out there in California. Wake up, Bay Area. Your A's have a deciding game three today against the White Sox. I feel like the A's fate is always to overachieve in the regular season and underachieve. Are they still the doing the money ball thing? I, I don't know. Like, that's always, I think, casual fan always associates that with the A's. But I think everybody does money ball now, right? I mean, I think the Rays kind of do money ball. It's like, yo, let's find. The Yankees do. They literally spend money. <laughs> that's that's like, not that's isn't the opposite that money of Moneyball. They that literally is, spend money to get the best baseball players. That's the opposite of Moneyball. That's not what Moneyball is. Should be. Uh, next up, the things you can talk about this weekend. For the end zone, touchdown, Wolfpack. Is Josh Goodson really picking State to beat Pitt yeah. outright? I've already got him down for the lock picks. I, I, can I? You'll be happy to know that Brendan Witted, who is Oh, for his picks, has also jumped on State plus 14 versus Pitt. Okay. But you're not only taking State plus the two touchdowns. You're saying State is going to win yep. on the road oh, yeah. against a ranked team oh, yeah. after getting embarrassed oh, yeah. on the road against oh, yeah. a ranked team? Oh, yeah. Why, uh, why are you so confident? Uh, it is way more because I don't trust Pitt, and I think they stink. That's fair. Not stink. Stink's wrong. I mean, they're ranked. Like, they beat Louisville, who we – People like to say is like an up and coming yeah. team, um, but they struggled with Syracuse. Might not be good. Well, I, yeah, that that could be the case. I just there's something about Pitt that I just don't trust. This is one of the few game one of, one of the games on the schedule that when NC State shows up there, they are not going to be out talented. Yeah, there might be Pittsburgh Positions. might have better yeah. players defensive in certain positions and stuff like that, but Everybody's they're not. You're not going to show backs. up, and it's like they have. Dudes that are way faster than ours and bigger and strong. Like, that's not going to be the case. Yep. And generally, Dave Doran, during his tenure, he gets a lot of heat because he can't beat teams he's not supposed to beat. Or, yep. And that generally comes down to teams that have more talent, like Clemson's of the world, Notre Dame's of the world. Um, Virginia Tech even falls in line. Like, there's still that stigma of Virginia Tech of they recruit well, they still get players. Sure. They haven't been as good as they've been, you know, maybe at the height of their program, but they're still getting. And they finished strong last year. High-end talent. I think everybody in our area rode off Virginia Tech right. last year. After it's a hundred percent a homer game. pick, but it's a lot of it is I don't trust. I don't trust Pitt so much that I feel like wow they're a fourteen point favorite. Like I don't think, I, and I think NC State's going to start Devin Leary. Now if they don't start Devin Leary, I'm taking my bet back. Okay, <laughs> All right, fair? That's fair. That's fair. Is that fair. Don't they have an or listed on the uh, on the depth chart? And and in Vegas, we talked about this on ba- Tuesday. Ba- State's a fourteen point underdog with uh, I guess. With the up in the air, if it was Bailey Hockman as a starter, it'd be 30. <laughs> There's no way they're going to start Hockman, right? Whew, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because it's the same thing two years in a row. Yeah. Well, that, again, their hand was a little bit more forced this yeah. time. This was uh, you know, about the coronavirus situation and having enough practice under the belt. But And, and obviously, Devin Leary came into the game at a time where Virginia Tech's defense had different goals than they did at the beginning of the game, right? It was like, don't give up any home run balls. Right, right. But he, he still played looked, better. He in clearly the time. looked like the more competent yeah. passing quarterback 
Um, we'll see. My my theory was that Tim Cook liked the way Bailey Hockman orchestrated the Tim run Cook? game. Is that the Apple? No. Isn't that the guy that... No, what's... Oh, shoot. Tim Beck? Yes. But no, isn't Tim Cook someone, yes. too? Yes. He's the CEO yes. of Apple. Yes. Tim Cook. I meant Tim Beck. <laughs> Offensive coordinator of NC State and Tim, CEO of Apple. and then a four-letter word ending in K. That's close enough for Sports Channel 8. <laughs> Tim, Tim Cook. Uh, that's uh, From now on, NC State's offensive coordinator is just Tim Cook. All right. All right. If you are going to bet with your heart and not your head and take NC State, I'm putting this on you. Okay. If State doesn't win, not just cover, and I'll even give you Devin Leary has to start. If Devin Leary starts and NC State doesn't win, you can't wear any NC State gear until they win again. Oof. No Peter Millar Wolfpack pullovers. You've got like six of them. That's like your whole fall line (laughs) is, is NC State pullovers. No hats. I mean, I know you'd like to rep your movement mortgage stuff now. But, but you wear a lot of NC State gear. No red even. Can't even wear red. No red? No, no, no movement okay. stuff that's red. Okay. Until they win again. That could be two, three weeks, four weeks. I don't know. When did they play Duke? That's when they'll win again. October the 10th or something. Okay. But what if they do win? If they win. What do I get to do? Oh, you get to brag about it. I don't know. I was right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, if they win, we'll know. We'll hear about it. <laughs> we'll know. Uh, also this weekend, Campbell at Wake Forest. That's a Friday night game. ECU at Georgia State. UNC at Boston College at 3.30. We talked about this. This is very interesting for UNC. Hey, what does a three-week layoff do? Is it an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? Uh, they do have tape on Boston College. They've played a couple games now. Well, we saw North Carolina game opener. They won by 25. That was the game that Syracuse was the right side yeah, yeah, in gambling yeah, world. But yes. no – North Carolina did not instill anything in that game that would make you think they could challenge Clemson. Right. There was nothing. Like, Sam Howell was not. They were good in the second half. They were not not a great team. Crisp. He wasn't the, you know, everything that we were built up. But they, but to their credit, in a bad, in a not great performance, they still beat an ACC team by three touchdowns, and it was never in doubt. So there's, there's some good to be said about that. But going up to Chestnut Hill, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a season opener again. Yeah, it feels like it. I mean, who yeah. knows? In Boston College, they're capable. So yeah. it, it it will definitely be interesting. Uh, Virginia Tech at Duke at four. Duke trying to sort of reverse the the narrative that's being written about their season right now. Obviously, a win against Virginia Tech would do wonders for that. Uh, Charlotte at Florida Atlantic at four. App State doesn't play this weekend. I was looking at their schedule. App State has back-to-back Wednesday games nice. coming up. How weird is that, though? Fun belt. Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. Anything to get on TV, I guess. Don't forget, the 99.9 The Fan is your home for college football. we got a triple header of games coming at you this weekend, just like the ones I mentioned. Saturday at noon, ECU taking on Georgia State, Texas A&M against Alabama, and then wrap up the day with Auburn at Georgia starting at 7 o'clock. College football on the fan is thanks in part to Wake Med, 919 Fix My AC, and Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. And the final thing that you can talk about at lunch... Are you watching Broncos Jets tonight, Josh Goodson? We say this every Thursday, but we they, get to the Thursday night games, and it is awful. They're getting worse, though. <laughs> they're get, somehow Browns Bengals seems worlds better than Broncos with their eighth string quarterback and Jets, who are on the zero and sixteen train. They might just end up there. Next week we get. I'm, I'm going ahead and looking ahead. It's Tampa and Chicago, two and one. Like, but something's okay. going to happen this weekend that's going to make it to where we get. We're going to get the next Thursday and be like, Ugh. Like, like they'll both lose this weekend. Yeah. So, so it'll be two. Yeah. It'll be two 500 teams. Right. Tom Brady not looking crisp. The the Bears going to their backup quarterback. Not. Patrick Mahomes can save us the next week. He's on Thursday night football in two weeks. And st- I mean, I, still Bucks Bears will be a welcome respite. But no, uh, from Broncos Jets tonight. Gross. Um, instead of talking about Broncos Jets, let me just give you the sounder of Bill Belichick proving why he's a football genius. Listen to this insight. Ultimately, this the game is going to be decided by you know which team has the most points. Um, <laughs> Not who has more first downs or who has more time possession. Genius. That's really what we need to do. Defensively, we have to play defense. But we're going to be out there on defense. You know, defensively, wherever they get the ball, they get it. And it's our job to go out there and stop them. Genius. Genius. It's, it's the uh, Sydney Lowe. Hey, got to make shots. Yeah, but, he, like, <laughs> but, he, but Belichick thinks of both sides of the ball because defensively, you they play have defense. to play defense. <laughs> 
and they'll play defense wherever the other team has the ball. Just you, you can understand why this guy is seen as a mastermind of the game. <laughs> he's he's mastered the little things. We, we could, There's so many he, coaches out there who aren't who aren't playing defense, who aren't coaching defense to the defensive players. I think he was asked about like his time of possession against the Chiefs going to be big, and he was like, "Well, I mean, maybe, but you know, scoring more points will be kind of the big." You're listening to Sports Channel 8, the radio show. The only show that can name all seven ACC football teams. It is our friend, Chip Patterson. What's up, dude? Uh, so Harvest and Harvest Moon are both Neil Young albums. Oh, so he's got one called Harvest and one called Harvest Moon? Right. Harvest is the, um, like, Heart of Gold. Okay. Uh, like, Alabama, Needle in the Damage Done, okay. Old Man. Like, that's the classic one. Harvest Moon is a less celebrated album that was released later in his career. Uh, I don't know. Late I, 80s, early 90s. I knew there was a Harvest Moon album, though. I'm just glad I was right on that. And also, I, I knew that you knew music. And actually, later in this show, we're going to do a segment called Rocktober which is going to be just in tons of fun. But I would not have guessed that you knew uh, the Neil Young cuts that well. So kudos on that one. That's uh, That was like, I mean, it. I'm not going to go total uh, it, like flex on this one, but you made fun of me really early on, like maybe 2008, 2009, when I started collecting records. Yeah. And I was, you know, my argument was, you know, if, if all my hard drives get wiped because I was on all the externals or like sometimes there's a, a physical experience of just being able to put it on and let it play and not worrying about shuffle or the playlist. But that run of after the gold rush, followed by harvest especially around this time of year just let those two play it's a perfect mood setter no that's well done now like you said you just wanted to collect some gin uh, widely accepted as classics and have that in your vinyl collection speaking of which have you checked out the new rolling stone top 500 they redid their list um they got a more diverse crew of voters so they have a more diverse crew of albums and also since you know it's been 17 or something years since they did it the first time so obviously a lot more music has come out have you checked out that list at all only the top 10 i still want need to like expand it because it's more fun to see uh like i don't do a good job especially when it comes to ranking music of yeah. being able to tell you like 32 no, against I'm, like same 41 way. same way but i do i kind of look at what the other albums are around it and that's how i make my judgments and sort of uh make my observations it's like oh so when you were splitting hairs between these five albums you know these are the ones that were all in the same sort of tier yeah which is kind of like how I, I rank college football teams um chip patterson joining us on the heaster automotive group hotline i'm the same way like if you if you go into looking at, especially a top 500 list, Jeez. like if you go into it looking <laughs> to nitpick at what, like, oh, you had this at 238, but you had that at 172, like you're just going to be mad and not enjoy it. I just see it as like a, a great way to like when, I, when I'm, I now have uh, the NBA Jam machine, the uh, arcade one-up, or I think that's what it's called. And so I want to get in a couple games and I just want to throw something on the Alexa. Now I'll just... Go uh, randomly click into the Rolling Stone top 500, and I'll go to like 200s and just start scrolling through. And someone will catch my eye and be like, "All right, I'm going to throw that on." Either it's something that I like and don't own, and I don't listen to it enough, or something that like I've always heard and thought that I would probably like, but have never actually gotten into it. So let me throw that on as background noise while I play NBA Jam. And that's my favorite the that ladder thing where it's just like I've always known it, I've always accepted it, and you know maybe when I was uh, much, much younger and trying too hard. I might've lied and told you how much I love it, but you know, now I, I've at least matured enough to accept, like, um, I do that with shows. I do that with music. I do it with movies. I, I was like, yeah, I nibble around it. Like I've, I've, I've heard about it. A lot of people seem excited about it. I haven't dug in on it yet. Yes. And then an opportunity like that, when you're able to say, yes, uh, I don't care about being on time or early to everything. I was 15 or in some cases 30 years late yes. on this album, but it is my album this week. That's a staple of sports channel. A. We will never say, Oh yeah, I've seen that when we have not, we will admit, even if it's embarrassing, that we've never listened to a certain album that you consider a classic or watched a certain movie. All right, uh, Chip, this is the first weekend where we've had State, UNC, and Duke all playing on the same weekend, and we got Wake on Friday night too. I'm um, kind of crazy that it's taken till October to get here, but obviously everybody understands the situation and why. So let's just break down those three schools specifically. Um, 
uh, Josh Goodson had State not only covering against Pitt, but winning the game outright. <laughs> and I do like his logic of like. Well, I was going to ask Chip. Like Chip, obviously, I'm coming in from a extremely red tinted glasses and red tinted brain. But when I when I look at NC State, particular and who they're playing against, and as Dave Dorn's tenure, they don't beat teams when they're out talented and outmanned. They beat they beat teams and compete against teams whenever like. You're playing teams that don't have a lot of dudes. I don't know enough about Pitt, so it's probably my own fault and my own issue, but I don't feel like Pitt has so many dudes that NC State can't hang and and possibly win that game. Tell me I'm wrong, because I feel like I'm probably wrong. Pitt Pitt has enough dudes to make life absolutely miserable for Devin Leary and or Bailey Hockman. Uh, shout out to the depth chart, right? <laughs> like, like I, that is one of the best defenses in the entire country. That is not some kind of statistical anomaly that they've just been feasting on opposing quarterbacks. They get in the backfield. They're awesome at all three levels. But I don't hate where you're going from the pit perspective because I don't know if that offense is good enough to be trusted to – uh, cover two full touchdowns. They only scored three points in the second half against Louisville. They only had one sort of end-to-end touchdown drive. Now, their defense gives them great field position, but this is a fun one. If you're looking for a team that is having trouble scoring touchdowns, you know where one great place to look is? The ACC Kicker of the Week Awards. <laughs> Pitt had three 40-plus-yard field goals, which for Alex Cressman, congratulations. It's awesome for Pat Narduzzi that you have a really solid kicker and his name isn't Chris Blewett. Like, (laughs) you have someone that you can count on to win games close and come up big in crunch time. That is fantastic. But it is also concerning that with all this great field position, you had a bunch of 25-yard drives that ended up in 40-plus-yard field goals. They don't run the ball well. They really need, like, big explosive plays. Like, they had a 40-yard touchdown by Tasir Mack that uh, got them back in that game when it looked like Louisville was going to jump ahead. And so I, I like NC State to cover that spread, but it is mostly based on the idea that Pitt cannot be trusted when they just lean on their defense and they haven't gotten any kind of consistency offensively. Uh, looking at Carolina, a three-week layoff. We're saying it feels almost like another season opener. Is Do you see the, the layoff as more of an advantage or a disadvantage as they take on Boston College? I see it as a particular – I mean, this is very unique because – if they show up at Boston College and they don't have any kind of energy and they're coming out a little slow, then they might get beat. They might get beat outright. I will definitely admit there is a human element to this that should be taken into consideration. But I love the fact that for North Carolina, that Boston College has played two wildly different games like the first one uh, the 20 point win against Duke Duke turns the ball over can't punch it in in the red zone you hit a couple big plays and then you sort of defend your lead through the second half the second game all of a sudden you find yourself in a hole against Texas State and so you've got to you know really come up with big stops you got to be aggressive on defense and you've got to figure out a way to climb back in. They do end up, of course, climbing back into that game. I mean, they were 18-point favorite in that game. That was a, a yep. poor performance for much of that game for Boston College. And I just think that as those two very different games played out, that gives Sam Howe and offensive coordinator Phil Longo a lot to look at, like a whole lot to look at. And so with all the different looks that Boston College's defense is going to give I, I kind of think that that North Carolina offensive staff it, it got a lot of time and a lot of good material for the cutups where North Carolina didn't play great in that debut, but you know, don't have as much on tape. Boston college has put more on tape than North Carolina has. And I do think that in terms of preparation, there is a little bit of an edge there. If Sam Howell has really, you know, taken that uh, jump up into being that kind of quarterback, that, that, those coaches talk about where he's getting even better at at diagnosing defenses and figuring out adjustments and and making all those decisions at the line of scrimmage, then, Hey, like this, this could be a really good opportunity for that offense. But uh, I will admit there is not, not as much rust, but as much as, you know, you're playing in chestnut Hill, already a place that can be a little bit of a dead zone in terms of the energy and the atmosphere. And 
North Carolina's got to be able to bring it. So it'll be, uh, if they bring the human element, I think the X's and O's heavily favor the Tar Heels. Chip Patterson joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group. Plus, UNC's got the pressure of trying to impress the um, college football playoff committee. So there's, they got to worry about that too. Oh, so how about this? Uh, North Carolina has had a ranking in the AP poll of 12 or higher for 33 polls since the 2000, last 20 years, 33 weeks of being ranked 12 or higher. Clemson has been ranked that high uh, 37 times since the start of the 2018 season. (laughs) Um, Well, we'll see. uh, Like I said, UNC's playing for the college football playoff. That's all. Their eyes on the prize, baby. You're listening to Sports Channel 8, the radio show. We're the show that thinks there's plenty to do in Greensboro during the ACC tournament. It's 31 days of Halloween season on Freeform. Hell yeah, Hocus Pocus on tonight. I think there's Willy Wonka, Casper, maybe like an Adams Family at some point. How do you know? Uh, uh, yeah, Adams Family. I don't know about Willy Wonka. What is that a Halloween Candy. movie? Candy. That's not a Halloween movie. Yeah, it is. I don't see that on the 31 nights of Halloween. Dude, it literally is playing right uh, now. Hold on. But that that's not part of the 31 nights. Just because it's on Freeform right now doesn't mean it's part of 31 nights of Halloween. I've got the list of 31 nights of Halloween. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory comes on today at 1230 on Freeform. Uh, that's not I'm part, counting that's it. That's not part of 31 it, days of Halloween. Are you, but you're going to count it. It is a Halloween no, movie. No, yes, it is. No. What, what is it then? We'll ask our next guest to weigh in on this topic and many others. Wrong, sir. After I tell Wrong. you that the sixth annual Sports Radio Wrong, Open sir. presented... Wrong. By the Jim Allen Group. You get nothing. Benefiting the Lean Foundation is coming up. We're teeing off on Friday, November 6th at Riverwood Golf Club in Clayton. Buy your tickets today for only $99, which gets you breakfast from Duck Donuts, lunch from the Raleigh Beer Garden, cart rental, and a day full of golf. To register, text the keyword golf to 919-8605-FAN. That's 919-8605-326. Or visit WRALsportsfan.com slash sports radio open. Sign up for the sports radio golf tournament today all right i got so many different ways to go with this first let me just start by welcoming in our next guest you can follow her on twitter at abby labar underscore because somehow abby labar was already taken uh she is a sideline reporter for fox sports covering acc football she also was the host and reporter for the canes broadcast for fox sports in the rejoin i just found out i'm losing fox sports because YouTube TV couldn't reach a deal with them, so I got to figure out how yeah, to get wait. back on regular cable. Stop being a weirdo. <laughs> I, I, I know cutting yeah, the cord. Made you right I don't on have that. to worry about that. Abby Labar, welcome into the program. What's going on, Permar? We are in the same boat here. I'm trying to figure out who I should look to next because I was an avid YouTube TV Dude, <laughs> I mean, I, even though they just jacked the price, like YouTube uh, TV, I finally got all my local sports in one thing. They had the ACC Network. They had the Fox Sports channels. Can you make this happen? You've got some pull over there at Fox Sports. I wish. I don't I don't have any pull there. Uh but I got to figure out what to do next. Um also, good to Willy Wonka is not a Halloween. Thank, it literally thank you. it literally no, it's not. It, if you go to freeform.com, <laughs> 31 nights of Halloween schedule, Willy Wonka literally on there. Wait, where? Is, on honestly, the Freeform though, website. What night? Honestly, are there enough like are there even 31 Halloween movies? I think that's like like why. I think they have to Well, I mean, yeah, Casper, Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, oh, Ghostbusters, Adam's Family, <laughs> Hocus Pocus, asked. Sleepy Hollow. I can I, I can go. I still I'm disputing you. I don't see Willy Wonka ever I I get that it's on Freeform in October. What 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 are you looking at? On the Freeform website. It literally What time? <laughs> It, what time? I've got the thirty-one. Can we do nights. a Twitter poll? Yes, we're de- is is Willie? Yes, is Willie Wonka? There, right, well, I'm, I'm going to put uh, it up Halloween there right movie. now. All right, well, I got a couple other things to talk about you with. You requested to come in to Smashing Pumpkins cover. Okay. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you play the original Dancing in the I Moonlight? Wanted, I wanted Dancing with the Moonlight, and I felt pressured to click the Smashing whoa, Pumpkins. Whoa, 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 whoa! There's <laughs> no pressure say, whatsoever. Cox, are you, you pressuring the guests to make me under the bus? I asked her. It Which wasn't. version do you want? Because there obviously there's the Thin Lizzy, and then there's other covers me. and stuff. I said he sold me. there's also a Smashing Pumpkins version as well. She's like, yeah, we'll because do that it's one. October. Because it's October, and I I'm, I, he found my weakness, which is you, pumpkins. I had a make pumpkin, your own choices. I had a pumpkin muffin for breakfast. I have my pumpkin candle burning, and I have my pumpkin coffee. Do you hate me yet, or what? Nah, you're going. It's fair. It's fair. It's it is uh, October. Do you have uh, Halloween decorations up? Are you are you a, that kind of person too? 
I don't really decorate. Um, I try to save that money for other things. That's, um, that's why I avoid those the home stores for that reason, because you go in and it's a trap. All right. And then the next question I got to get to, uh, we mentioned coming in that the six annual sports radio open is going to be November 6th. Uh, you completed our foursome at the, uh, SAS championship media day. And we're, um, in the process of evaluating your game and seeing if you, <laughs> you will get the invite, uh, to the sports radio open. Why don't we, the best way I always found to evaluate is a self-evaluation. Oh um, God. Abby Labar, how would you evaluate your performance uh, at the SAS championship media day? I mean, honestly, I, if my back wasn't hurting so much from holding the team, I probably, you know, could have done even better. But wow, um, she's going I, full you know, I shot, us. I shot maybe a, I shot maybe a, you know, eighty. Pretty good, right? Um, that, <laughs> good thing. that might be in dispute, or maybe that's with your, with your, uh, the strokes that you got for your handicap. Let, let me just put it this way: we didn't know a lot about your um, golf game. We knew that you played golf. You had actually even called in the show one day, agreeing with us that red yes. tees are cheating for females because it should be equal and they get like a 150 yard head start. I note that you did play from the red tees at the SAS championship media day, right? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, okay, let's be real. I have not swung a golf club in a long time. And that was really probably the only reason that you guys brought me onto the foursome. But I think I let the team down in that area of my game. Um, I was hitting the nine iron. Great. Just, you know, you should have just let me use the nine iron the entire time, but I was having, I was struggling off the tee box. I'll admit it. Um, that's, that's fair. It's good selfie, Val. Good. The, be <laughs> the best part is, is the first hole we all were putting. Right. And, you know, <laughs> in some scenario you, you asked for like someone go to give us a line. <laughs> Abby crushed the putt. So there was no <laughs> line to be given. And she's like, the greens are fast. <laughs> I was like, they're fast because you literally hit the ball as hard as you could. So, they were fast. Fair. They were faster. All right, Abby, let's get to football real quick. Last week you could have told us like information, but or two weeks ago you could have told us information about who was starting at NC State because you, you know these things even though you tell us you don't. Whatever. What do we got going on with the pack this week? How, how, how are the pack feeling? I will be honest. So our game uh, with Boston College ended – it was probably, it was halftime, I think, for NC State, Virginia Tech. And so I was, like, running to find a TV after um, our game. And then I basically was sent the advice, like, maybe you shouldn't turn the TV on. <laughs> so, I actually did not. I watched, like, the fourth quarter of the NC State, Virginia Tech game. And honestly, haven't even wanted to look at what happened. Um, I heard, heard some things briefly. So sweeping that one under the rug and just hoping for the best this week. It hasn't been as much uh, – pack this week in our conversations um so i guess we'll see what happens i know pit um pitt's defense has been playing really well though so that's a little the offense is going to need to be on it this week for the wolf pack that's for sure uh abby labar joining us on the heaster automotive group hotline uh, okay um can you at least narrow down the uh the depth chart for us it's starting quarterback is listed as bailey hockman or <laughs> devin leary if you don't have to say that you know anything, if you had to, if you had to guess, if you, okay. who do you predict you will see starting for the Wolfpack? This is literally like my own predictions. I would say you give Devin a chance to start. Um, obviously, he came in at the end of the game, and you know things were. It was hard to go back from from what they had already dug themselves into. But I would say just give him a chance to start. Um, see what he does and. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I think NC State fans are ready to to see him take that opportunity as well. So that would be my personal opinion or thoughts. All right. Before we get to Abby's advice, which will also involve some more football, she's got advice for some football teams and maybe even you at home this weekend. Um, I wanted to address one issue. Since we have you joining us uh, every week, we, we know that Mike Maniscalco has been named the play-by-play -play voice uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. That was his temporary role for the playoffs because there was still maybe the door open that John Forsen could return, but it looks like that's becoming official. You also occupied a temporary role as the host and reporter for Fox Sports on Canes Games, and that role has not been officially filled. My question for you, we're not trying to, like, break any news or pressure you or anything. Like, would you apply for that job? Would you, like, hit them up on LinkedIn and say, yes, I'd like to send in my application for the Canes host reporter gig? 
Yeah, for sure. I already actually sent my application in. Um, you know, I put together my demo reel. I feel like I have some, you know, really great video um, that th th they might like as far as, you know, the candidate that they're looking for. Um, it's all Carolina Hurricanes footage. So I feel like I got a pretty good shot. Um, you know, just staying confident here and yeah. waiting to see what happens. Right. Wait, so is there an actual, like an application? Like, do you send in a cover? I, I don't know how these things work in like big time. <laughs> cover letters work. are stupid. You, by just, the way. Did, did you, you just find the right people to email and then you just send them their, your stuff and you hope that they uh, look at it and give you a call. I want there to be like a, <laughs> like a very generic, um, you know, application that you fill out. My name is Abby Labar. I've worked at like references Mike Sunheim, I wish they did that. Mike Maniscalco, I wish they did that in this Shane industry. Willis. It would make things a lot easier, but it, um, it doesn't work that way. But you don't, no cover letter needed for this one? No, I'm hoping that my work speaks for itself, you know? All right, good. Well, keep us posted. We'll be interested in who gets the job, and we, we hope for the best for you, obviously. We're, we're pulled. I mean, although, I, mean, I got to say, I don't know who the other candidates are. There might be somebody else. Uh, yeah, world. way more qualified than like than if, me, you if know, Dennis Cox very... if Dennis Cox is a <laughs> he's worked on Fox Sports broadcast for the Canes like it could get awkward here if we got multiple people from the Sports Channel Eight extended family both applying for the same job so I don't want to weigh in too heavily but I, I can wish you the best of luck and hope things uh, turn out for you well there. Well, and, thank you, Dennis. I hope you. I hope Dennis didn't apply because that's a tough. Time. I didn't apply. I left it off for you. All okay. right. Good. Okay. Good to know. And man, and you know. Don't be afraid to when it's like when you're allowed to announce it, but the media hasn't actually said it. You know, don't forget your your friends here at Sports Channel A. We might be interested in you know helping break the news, um, if, <laughs> if regardless of how it goes. So let us keep us posted on how that goes. All right, we're starting a new bit this week with Abby Labar. She watches all the ACC teams. She knows how you're doing. She preps for the games that she's going to uh, be covering, but she also monitors all the game, all the teams around the league. And she has some advice for some football teams out there and possibly for you. It is time right now for Abby Labar's advice. So my time. first... Oh, well, hold on. Actually, oh, we messed this up. We, hold on. Oh, hold on. We have a sounder uh -oh. for you. We have a sounder. Oh. I, sh I should have told wow. you. Let's do it again. Wow. And then it okay. is time for... Actually, I shouldn't even say that. I should just play. Let's go. Let's go to the sounder. Let's try it again. I messed it up, actually. And now it's time for Abby's advice. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say the exact same thing that's on the sound, or that that I'm bad about the doing. The thing that. you heard me record before. The yes, show. I know. Yes, I knew what it was going to say, and I We're still stepped on together. it. And the sounder I told Abby about before the her segment. Golly! Just, all right, whatever. Let's just get to the advice. We'll do it better next time. What okay, you got? Now is this where I start? Yeah. Now we're good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, sorry. Just making sure we're all I, this is things. all on me. I'm a terrible, terrible <laughs> runner of the program. Give us your advice, Abby. All right. So there's three winless teams in the ACC right now, and they are all playing this weekend. Um, so my advice is going to be for all three of them. We're going to start with Duke. Uh, the poor Duke Blue Devils are last in the ACC, but you know what they're first in, guys? They are first in the nation in turnovers, okay, yep. unfortunately for them. So uh, my piece of advice for, for Duke this week is ball security, guys. Fundamental football. Take care of the ball. Seven interceptions, 14 turnovers. You can't have that. No, no you can't. Totally agree. Um, so then my second piece of advice is I'm combining uh, Florida State and Wake Forest because Wake Forest will play Campbell, Florida State, Jacksonville State. Um, two, you know, in-state rivalries. Just, wait, just wait, win. Wait, just wait, win. wait, wait. We're trying to make... Wake and Campbell and Florida State and Jacksonville State a thing. And state rivalry. You guys let me baby. go. You're not are you catching on to the sarcasm? Oh, is, yeah. is radio yeah. work okay. that way? Okay. Good. Sure. All right, good. Just win the game, guys. Come on. I don't let the pressure of, of the in state uh rivalry get to you against these non conference opponents. Just win the football game. Okay. That's all we need from them. Um, so then my final piece of advice is not football related. However, um, the Stanley Cup was awarded this week, and um, I just need anybody out there in North Carolina who has family or friends in Tampa Bay, just my advice is reach out, check on them, make sure that they're not drinking out of the Stanley Cup down there because things look to be getting a little out of control. That's you, all I have. Uh, yes, there was a video going around of people drinking out <laughs> of the Stanley Cup. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also in the times of, I feel like as much as it's become, you know, 
part of the tradition of the Stanley Cup is that people get it for a day and they can do whatever they want with it and they tend to do whatever they want with it. But maybe during a pandemic we should um, tighten up the uh, the rules and the cup security a little bit. Um, so we'll see. All it's right. getting wild down there. That is Abby's advice. Winless teams go win. People around the Stanley Cup, maybe be careful and wash your hands before and after. <laughs> um, Abby Labar, we need a lock pick from you for the ACC for this week. As we mentioned when you chimed in um, earlier this week on Monday, you are dominating right now. Abby Labar is giving away free money. She's the yes. only member of the Sports Channel A crew that's 3-0. and Everyone else has at least one loss on their record except for Chip Patterson. And, and me. Who is 2-0-1. no. You lost. You picked Syracuse, and you lost. Chip Patterson is 2-0-1. He had a push last week. But so far, let me tell you what it's looking like. I need to get Brian Geisinger's pick. I always forget to get his picks on Wednesday. But Brendan Witted chimed in with NC State plus 14. He's taking the two touchdowns. Josh Goodson got in early on NC State plus 14. And Chip Patterson just hit us up and said he is going NC State plus 14 as well. Uh, actually, we do have Brian Geisinger's pick right now. He is taking the Duke Virginia Tech under. Can you tell me what that number is? Duke uh, unders. Josh Goodson. He's, uh, let's yeah, we'll see. give uh, fifty-three and a half. Virginia Tech Duke under fifty-three and a half. All right, we got him in at that. Abby Labar, what are you looking at for your lock pick of the week? Since we know that it's going to hit. Well, okay, so I was going to go with NC State, but now I feel like I should go a different route because all of you guys are on that train. Um, don't, um, don't worry about that. Go, look, you don't want to risk your good record. That's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I picked NC State because I all felt right. like they are the safest option here, and you know, I'm just going to be confident in, in the Wolf Pack this weekend. Although I will say I do have friends who bet like they like to know what everyone's doing and then go the other way cuz sometimes it seems like if the public is like way too certain about something then you're like scared you're like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute if everyone's certain about it and the line is 14 <laughs> why is that well, what am i missing maybe you know maybe somebody with inside information knows that there's a quarterback not available or something like that for NC State so um we'll see but all right we got you down for NC State plus 14 if you move to 4 and 0 I'm uh, <laughs> Do uh, I get some, do I get a prize? We will come up with a prize at the end of the year for whoever has the best record, or more importantly, we might have a punishment for the person with the worst record, which right now is trending to be me at o two and one. Oh, also, that's way more I'm fun. tied with you at o two. Also one. in the o two and one clubs, Dennis Cox and Brendan Witted. So we'll have to figure out uh, what they have to do. It, it, uh, Josh Goodson has gone so far as not only taking state plus fourteen points, he's picking state to win outright. He says it's upset city in Pittsburgh. Okay. So we'll see. All right. down with that. With the time remaining, we have just enough time to decide if things are overrated, underrated, or properly rightly rated. This is Rightly Rated. First up, <laughs> uh, let me revisit the sports channel the question. We were asking, is Willy Wonka a Halloween movie? Weathermoose says the Gene Kelly version, no, except for the boat, the boat scene. The Johnny Depp version, terrifying, so yes. I don't think there's a Gene Kelly version of Willy Wonka. I think he means Gene Wilder, but Gene Kelly playing Willy Wonka <laughs> would be funny. There'd be a lot of great dancing in that. Um, but yes, not, not a lot of answers so far on whether or not it is or is not a Halloween movie. It's not just because it has candy in it. It's a Halloween movie. No, it's not. But nope. you know what is a Halloween movie? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. It is set to air eight times during 31 Nights of Halloween on Freeform, which used to be the Family Channel, which like it was ABC Family. It was the Family, family Channel, Channel, ABC Family. Like they've changed names every year. Um, Abby Labar is Hocus Pocus underrated, overrated, or rightly rated? Absolutely underrated. Who doesn't like Hocus Pocus? Will never get old and i don't think enough people understand that so there's also the i i vibe with the the redhead witch on there it's just the bet I'm, midler. I'm always did you know that I'm was bet midler <laughs> no okay that's all right uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna make good, good sin even more mad in a second I'm laughing now. no it's all right uh 
<laughs> so you love Hocus Pocus, but you didn't know that Bette Midler was the one. It's all right. I think it's the one that she sings. I for- told you guys, I'm real. I'm awful with movies and pop culture, but I do love Hocus Pocus. I think Bette Midler sings from a distance in Hocus Pocus. Uh, Goodson, <laughs> is it overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? I get Halloween. I get Sarah Jessica Parker, Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> in Hocus Pocus. It's very underrated. All right. I got confession time, folks. Never oh, seen gosh. never seen Hocus Pocus. I think we talked no. about this last year. When did it come out? 93. I mean, I guess I was... But I don't feel like... Yeah, but it airs every Halloween, I know, obviously, but, eight right, times. So, so, like, do you do you only know it because it's a, a movie that's on TV around Halloween time? Because I don't know when... Like, I don't think it was a big movie when it came out. Do you remember seeing it in the theaters, Goodson? No. I, I don't think they it used was... To play it on, they used to play it on Disney Channel. Like okay. Every Halloween. All right. That's that's how it became popular because it's uh, it was a Disney it's a Disney movie. movie. Yeah. I'm still trying to find. I, I still don't see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka or whatever you want to call it among the official 31 Nights of Halloween slate. So I think Josh Goodson is still wrong on that. All right. Next up, keeping it in the theme of Halloween, full moons. We got a full moon tonight, and on October 31st, which is sad because I feel like. Like, they're going to discourage trick-or-treating this year. Obviously, may not be the best thing to do during a pandemic. But, like, how cool is it getting a full moon on Halloween? I mean, it's going to be a Halloween moon. It's going to be a full moon. And it's going to be a blue moon because it's the second full moon of the month. Are full moons overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Josh Goodson. Full moon oyster bar as you cross the bridge in Atlantic Beach. Underrated. Solid pick. Do you have any take on the actual uh, lunar Uh cycle? I don't like full loons because it... I, I try to go to bed early. Ah. The full moon's br- pretty bright outside. Kind of yeah. hurts that. That's a that's a good point. Uh, Abby Labar, where do you stand on full moons? Are they overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? What animal do you guys think of when you think of a full moon? Oh, a wolf. I'm asking you. A wolf. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So obviously underrated. Or maybe owls. If, yeah. I don't owls. Know. I don't know. I'm thinking of like well, I guess that's making a noise, but no, no. I, I see. I'm picturing the wolf with the full moon in the background. Right, I got it. And the howling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Are you one of those people that believe um, like crazy things happen on full moons? Um, no, but I do like reading. I enjoy reading horoscopes. I don't. I think they're somehow related. Mm, all right. right. I did. <laughs> I didn't know you were a weirdo. But that's, <laughs> that's, I, I don't read them like every day, but I sometimes I like stumble upon one and i read it and i'm like oh okay now i see why people read these <laughs> i will say i like reading my horoscope on my birthday they, they used to like the in the news and observer they'd have the like you know the aries scorpio whatever your daily one and i didn't read that but then on your birthday they've got like a real in-depth like what you know some some predictions about you so i did kind of fall victim to that sometimes all right yeah this- see i don't even do that so you're really the weirdo here let's be honest hey uh, all right. It's just because it's on the same page as the puzzles. And like, it's my birthday. And it's like, if you're born November 9th, and so it's, you know, it's in bold. It's hard to miss out. All right. Finally, for Rightly Rated, Saved by the Bell. I'm sure we've done this before for Rightly Rated, but I'll do it every time I can. The news dropped yesterday that Saved by the Bell has a date for its uh, reboot. I forget what they call those things. Wednesday, November 25th, it was officially announced. The plot of the revival of Saved by the Bell will follow Zach Morris, which is played by the same guy, Mark Paul Gossler. Now the governor of California finds himself in a political controversy after he closes too many of the state's low-income schools. As an attempt to recover, he proposes sending the students who are impacted to well-funded schools, such as Bayside, where A.C. Slater, played by Mario Lopez, is going to be a gym teacher. Is Saved by the Bell overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Abby Labar. Okay, so I don't think you can ever truly replicate original season. Like, I always think yep. the sequels of shows and the reboots are overrated. So I'm going to go overrated. But hold on. Okay, that that is a fair answer, and that is correct. But for I don't usually do this in Rightly Rated, but I need to specifically know where you stand on Saved by the Bell, the original as a show. Guys, I never really watched Saved by the Bell. All right, now we got problems. So, so now that's can, why I have to. You can, I, I told you. You can read all the horoscopes you want. But right? On this show. On this show, are you guys avid? Saved we by the stand bell? Yes. for Saved by the oh, Bell. No. Yes, all, we are. All right, gotta start watching it. Adding all, it to the list. All these Disney stars, the Zac Efron's, and the the, the shows that yeah. were not cartoons, they they all owe Saved by the Bell a debt of gratitude because back in the day, kids programming was all cartoons, and then they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
What if we had a live action show that's kind of goofy, not too serious, like 90210, that's targeted specifically at kids, and after that, the dam broke, and they did all these, you know, uh, the sweet life of Zach and Cody, and Oh, yeah, I was a fan of that. That's so rave. All of those owe a debt of gratitude to Saved by the Bell for blazing the trail. Saved by the Bell is criminally underrated. It is a great show. Um, I And as much as much as you're right about reboots, I'm going to have to watch this one. You've been listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. This podcast also drops every weekday at noon. Thanks again for listening to the Best of Sports Channel 8, the radio show podcast.